Do you need a flamethrower in Antarctica? Are you a dog person? How cool is Kurt Russell after all? Hey guys, it's John. Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Popcorn. This week I sat down with my friend Drew and we talked about John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, one of my favorites of all time. So let's get right to it, guys. Grab some popcorn and let's go. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. They caught a shark, not the shark. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Wake up. We're tonight's entertainment. Get some serious gourmet. Shoot! I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I you. you gotta do something or just stand there and bleed. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Here's Johnny! here um this is my first review for this uh for the show we got a fantastic guest drew's here and we're going to talk about some some horror we're going to gonna get through uh 1982's the thing uh directed by john carpenter um and and so walk me through walk me through your initial impression of this movie <laughs> all right so my my initial impression of this movie uh when i when i started watching it was i mean first off like why the hell is this guy shooting at a dog in a helicopter? And why does he suck at shooting? Because there were numerous times that the helicopter was hovering and he could have hit him. But, uh, no, I started watching it and I was like, okay, like, l- let me see where this is going. Like, I had some characters. You had the doctor, you know, your, your token characters in a horror movie. Sure. Um, and it just kind of like it, it was going well, and then you know they they killed the Norwegian guy, uh, obviously not knowing what the hell he was talking about because he knew what was up right. because he had just decimated their camp. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was sitting there watching it, and I got to the point where it was you know they're putting this uh, you know this beautiful dog in in the little. The kennel. Yeah, the the kennel, the enclosure, whatever you want to call it. And then all of a sudden this thing's mouth just opens up and starts spewing freaking like seeds or whatever you want to call it, like at everything. And, you know, tendrils coming out. And I'm like, okay, like this is this is getting a little bit weird. And so I had to turn it off. But after about a day of thinking about it, I was like, you know what? I was like, I got to think about things of, you know, at the time, this was the technology. This was, this was how it was. So, Mm -hmm. you know, of course it's going to be a little bit cheesy. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to be realistic and all that. But, uh, but after I got through that part, um, I mean, it, it it wasn't bad. Like it was a good storyline. Yeah, it was. So, um, A little backstory. So, it was a remake um, from the nineteen fifty one. The thing I forget what the full title. It was the, it was a th- original the thing movie. But before that, it was a scientific a science fiction short story called um, Who Goes There. It was the same premise. Like this Antarctic scientific crew is is isolated, and this alien comes knocking, and slowly takes out everybody. And um, you know at so, I first saw this movie like years ago when I was a kid, and I didn't like it at first. 
I, I was it was kind of slow and you know you're a kid your attention spans kind of like all over the place mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, and I, I sat on it for a couple of years I went back to it and uh, I don't know like you know Kurt Russell <laughs> Kurt Russell in his prime man guy looks great he's a <laughs> badass helicopter pilot and uh, and this whole setup of because I like the movies like like Aliens or zombie, mm-hmm. zombie movies when they're like kind of like closed in. But the problem with this movie, or the problem with the characters in this movie were they couldn't trust each other. Mm-hmm. Everyone else in all those other movies I was just talking about, they could like, all right, man, we'll stick together. But you can't fucking do that here because yeah. Yeah. you don't know who is who. Yeah. And I was looking at, I was look, watching the movie recently and, and um, I was just thinking about like, uh, uh, um, how every all the characters are kind of, like you said they're token. Like mm-hmm. there's the, there's the pilot, there's the other mm-hmm. pilot, there's the doctor, there's the 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 uh, the guy who's in charge. Yep. The, the warden, if you want to call the, him, the like warden. homeboy who has a six shooter apparently because that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, you're out isolated in the middle of fucking nowhere, but yep. and um, <laughs> but uh, what was my point with this? But um. <laughs> Everyone kind of has their own, their own, their own part to play, and and then that one guy Fuchs, his character Fuchs, he he kills himself, but you don't see him kill himself. He kind of burns himself alive, and mm-hmm. and because he's afraid of like the, of the the alien getting him and everything. Mm-hmm. And I and I thought about that, you know, watching it later on, years on, like this is actually really smart and really it's, you know, it got a lot of crap when it came out. Mm-hmm. When it came out, like the reviews were just. Yeah, fucking tearing this movie apart. Yeah. A lot of it was because of the effects. They're so, it was so gory, it was so graphic. Like yeah. the dogs, mm-hmm. and then the guy, mm-hmm. the guy when he opens up his chest. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and it like snatches it and grabs his hand or what, whatever. Like, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was extremely gory. It, yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! And yeah. Um. But you know, like, I think that the more I watched it, the more I wanted to watch it again. But it's very unsettling, and then like you, know, that whole ambiguous ending. You know, I'm getting ahead. Of, yeah. I'm getting ahead of us. So, yeah. so okay, okay. Norwegian guy shows up. Yep, and he's just shooting at the dog. Yeah, can't hit him for his life. Dependent on it, he's obviously not even a marksman. And of course, the, us dumb Americans don't know any other language. Yep, let, let oh, alone yeah. Norwegian. So we yep. just they blow the guy away, thinking yep. he's crazy. Exactly when he's shouting a warning, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they're like, ah, bullet to the head. We're going to shoot you in your eye. Here you go. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, they, lock the dog, they lock the dog up, and and then uh, he's left alone with that one guy. And then before you know it, um, that guy's infected. And mm-hmm. then what's kind of neat was, like, they go, the one team, they go off to the Norwegian camp, and they see, and yep. they see the aftermath. They don't know what the hell happened. They see, yeah. like, these... Corpses and these humanoid, mm-hmm. fucking wretched looking yeah, things. Dis- yeah, just horribly disfigured beings <laughs> that were apparently not entirely dead. Right, and and they drag the corpse back and they and do like the autopsy on because it because that makes sense. <laughs> what well, makes sense? Well, you know, yeah, it looks like he's dead. Let's just drag it back. Let's drag it. Yeah, let's on. drag it back. Let's take it with us. Yeah, that's that's the American thing to do. Yeah. This is ours now. I mean, we'll we take let's it. Take a photo of it. You know? <laughs> we'll take a selfie. Hey, selfie. Selfie Come with on. the. And then they, the guy rips open the corpse and does the autopsy. It's got, it still has human organs, mm-hmm. and so it's still it's like a human, but it's fucking not a human. Yeah. And then, 
and then they find that spacecraft. Yep. And they go out there, and and um, one guy's like, "Oh, it's been around for a hundred thousand years, I think." And and then uh, before you know it, like the paranoia sets in. Mm-hmm. Everyone's suspicious because no yep. one knows. Because the one guy, oh, I forget his name. One guy goes goes out. Guy with the beard, the bald guy, kind of a ginger beard. Mm-hmm. He goes outside. Yep. And, and the dude's like, "Oh, he was just the one that got shot." Did he get shot? Yeah, he's the one that got shot in the leg. You're Ginger, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, got, yeah. Which I find hilarious because he got shot in the leg and had, like, no emotion. With it, he was just like... <gasps> and then they go to stitch him up and he's like, oh, God, ah. Oh. It's like, dude, you got shot in the leg and you're bitching about some stitches? Like, <laughs> come on. I mean, you know. Everyone I mean, has... but good on you. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you gotta act tough in front of the guys. You yeah, know, you can't be a little bitch when you get shot. Yeah, and um, and then like they set that dude on fire, and mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like the craziest scene was, um, you know, it, yeah, McCready, Kurt Russell's character, he ties mm-hmm. them all up. Yep. or he gets the flamethrower. He's yep. like, we're gonna test the blood, and which was the smartest move ever. And like, that's a flame kills these things. Give me the fire, you know. Give me the fire on my back. Uh-huh. I'm tying all these motherfuckers up, and uh, it's kind of funny because he got lost in the storm, mm-hmm. and he came back, and they yep. wouldn't let him in. And they're like, "You know, fuck you, man! You can't come in here." And yep. he breaks in anyway, and he's like, "Look, motherfuckers, someone's fucked up. It ain't me." Yep. And uh, <laughs> excuse me, and um, I think that's what pulled me back into it was when his character like had that sense of like rationality as far as like, hey. I'm not fucked up. Somebody here's fucked up. There's some weird shit going on. Right. And I'm going to find out. And oh yeah, I'm tying all you motherfuckers up because I have the flamethrower strapped to my back. Get me out of here. Cut me loose. Cut me the hell. Come on, get me out of here. Come on, get me out of here. Cut me loose, damn it. I know you gentlemen have been through a lot. And when you find the time, I'd rather not spend the rest of this winter tied to this fucking couch! Like, to me, that, that kind of brought me back in, because originally I was like, ah, this is a little weird, it's a little kind of like far out there, and then he did that, and I was like, well, that actually makes sense, because I would probably do the same thing. I would probably burn everyone, but, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, that makes sense. Well, he was so... You know, and it's a thing you don't, you know, that's oh, my, my furnace going off or something. But um, the thing you don't really hear a whole lot or see a whole lot in horror movies sometimes is this sense of logic and reason. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's be systematic. Yeah. Let's, let's, instead of wasting everybody with the flamethrower, which I sure can do, mm-hmm. we'll tie them up and then they do the blood test. Mm-hmm. And the first time awesome. I, and it's awesome. And it, it's so effective that it actually caught me the second time. I, I totally forgot it was happening. Yeah. And then um, when I saw it as a kid, and I don't even remember much of my first viewing, but I saw it again. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, testing. The, and then, wow. And the guy yeah. is tied up and he starts flipping out. And he, Well, and, I like the way they the, do it that because each of the characters, as he's testing their blood, and it, it, it cuts to the character's face to see. Right. And it's like, obviously, you know, they're all going to, you know, if they know they're not, then of course they're going to be freaking, you know, good with it. Right. But even the one, you know, when he knew it was, you know, hey, that's me, 
he still, like, his face, when it cut to it, was trying to, like, play it off, like, oh, no, it's not. And then all of a sudden, it freaking, you know, reacted, and it was like, at that point, of course, it was, you know, hey, we're gonna fucking kill you, burn the shit out of you. <laughs> but, uh, but I love the fact that, like, they, uh, the way that they shot it was, like, as each, you know, each one, that he heated it up mm-hmm. and dipped it in. It dipped in the little yep, dipped pe- it in, petri dish. Yep, dipped, it, uh, dipped it in the petri dish. And then, like, and he was sitting there, like, waiting for the results from each person. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I'm waiting to see, like, what's up. Like, there's anything wrong. And, and of course, you know, the whole time he had a flamethrower on his back, which is pretty cool. Yeah, you don't see those much these days. They're not really prominent in, in films. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Something to do with, like, you hit it with a bullet and it explodes. Yeah, you know? some weird. And, like, why would they have a flamethrower... In Antarctica. Exactly. That's the other thing, too, is, like, why would you have that? Like, they had a few rifles, right? They had the, they yeah. had the armory, I yeah. think, in that one back room or something. Yep. Which, understandable. You know, you got wild animals and stuff. You mm-hmm. need to keep them away, but, like... I don't know what the hell's in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. Bennings, go get Childs. What is this? What's, the kind of... What's going on? What's kind of... Hey, Palmer, what is it? I don't know. Wait. Mac wants the flamethrower. Mac wants the what? That's what he said. Now move. Damn it. What did Mark or Siscom give you, you know, as a thing to give you a flamethrower? Yeah. That's not on the packing list. <laughs> yeah. What's the T&E for that? <laughs> for all you uh, civilian people, that's Marine Corps jargon. Yeah. Sorry. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Um, tables and equipment. Yeah, tables we're and equipment. Talk- we're talking about equipment and sets. Yeah. So yeah, if you were going to an ex- if you were going to go to an expedition to Antarctica, <laughs> would flamethrower make the list of stuff you need to bring? And you're a scientific expedition. Honestly, I would say yeah, because I'm gonna need to, you know, melt some stuff. Melt some stuff. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to get walled in by a blizzard and you're exactly. stuck and then exactly. And, okay, the pieces are coming together. And there's, there's zero threat of being shot, you know, and it, exploding on my back. So okay. Get your ass over here! Burn it! Damn it, child, torch it! I could walk around safely with it. It's not like World War II, where those guys with the flamethrowers, like, yeah, you, you're dead. You're you're yeah. You're, and everyone's dead. around. Everyone around you is probably dead. Get as many too. as you can because you're dead. Right. Um, and then uh, the I like the guy who goes Blair, the guy who goes crazy, and he like mm-hmm. smashes all the equipment, and he's like yeah, killing the rest of the dogs. Yeah, tearing up the he's destroying the 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 vehicles to get out of there and all the all the com equipment because I think like. The rationale was like this thing's infect is if it's infectious mm-hmm. and we can't stop it. Yeah. We don't know we don't Correct. don't know how to stop it yeah. yet. So no one's leaving. We're just gonna mm-hmm. stay here and get frozen and and die yep. slow death and and this thing's not going anywhere. Smashed up some of the chopper pretty good. Nobody Childs, go see if he got to the tractor. Nobody gets in and out of here. 
Back to the whole when they're sitting tied up and they're watching reactions. Mm-hmm. So during the filming, a little thing I read was no one like they got the script, but they got in pieces. Mm-hmm. So no one know no one knew who was going to be the one. Oh, that's so true. so okay. everyone acted like oh, not me. Yeah, yeah, it's not me. Yeah. I know it's not me. It's somebody else. Right, and okay. um, I mean, so before you watched, and you so you're, you know, you're not you're not a child anymore. I would say. Mm-hmm. So, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, a child at heart. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. What a before you watch this movie, what are what are what were the, you know, expectations like this movie? Well, first off, when you said the movie, I was like, oh, the thing, and I was thinking about like Swamp Thing, like I was thinking along those lines. Oh. I totally didn't even freaking know anything about this movie. So you went in completely cold. Yeah, I went in completely cold. Like, I had to Google this on Wikipedia, and I was like, oh, the thing, <laughs> Kurt Russell, okay. Yeah. And then, you know, which magically it was on uh, on my subscription for Amazon Prime, so I was like, all right, cool, let's watch it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I knew nothing about it, absolutely. But uh, going into it and, and reading the description before I went into it, I was like, okay, you know, this is, this is supposed to be a horror film, mm-hmm. you know, let's, let's see how it goes. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it, it kind of met my expectations as far as, uh, time frame when the movie was done and technology at that point. Yeah. 1982. Yeah. Sure. It, it, That's yeah. fair. Yeah. So it met those expectations, but uh, as far as like the story, I mean, it was—I guess you could say—it was—it was very much a general storyline of you know something bad happens to you know and a bunch of people are around. But the one thing that stood out to me absolutely was the way that they made Kurt Russell's character. What like do you mean? he he did the absolute smartest thing. When he tied up everyone, like he knew some shit was you going on. That, coming back I, to I that, I have to because <laughs> that's probably like one of the smartest things that has ever been done in a horror movie. Is like some shit's going down. Get everyone in the room. I'm tying you up because it's not me, and we're gonna test you all out. And he did, and like that was to me that was like the coolest thing in the movie was like. This guy actually, you know, even though he's been drinking freaking, you know, JMB Scotch. You know, nah, he was getting, from the bottle. He was Yo, going yeah, hard. He was, yeah, he was going hard the whole movie. <laughs> it was fucking great. But like, dude, still is like, <laughs> no, I'm freaking sober enough to realize that you guys are jacked up. Like something's going on. So I'm gonna tie you up, and we're gonna sort this out. Like to me, that was that was probably the coolest thing. And the that that honestly, that part is what brought me back in to want to watch the rest of it. Is because up until that point, he was kind of like the. The hot shot, like, okay, I'm the helicopter pilot. Oh, it's going to be dangerous to go up there. I'll do it. Okay. And, like, he goes up and he does it. It's kind of a bro. Yeah, kind of a bro. Just like, I'll do it, whatever. You know, <laughs> and he goes and he does it. But then he comes back and mm-hmm. it's like, wait a second. Somebody in this movie has some sense. Like, it's not like other movies. Like, I'm sure you've seen, like, Cabin in the Woods and... Uh, mm, oh, Yeah. All, all that all that crap where, you know, stupid people do stupid things all the time. It's like, oh, God, somebody's coming at me with a machete. I'm going to stand here and hide under this and hope he doesn't see me, even though he just saw me. It's like, no, you're, you're dead. Yeah. Like, he was like, no, 
this is the problem. Here's like it was it was a very I would say a military solution to it. It's like okay, I've identified the problem. Mm-hmm. I have now put in freaking you know uh, you know um, restraints to freaking controls. Yeah, there we go. Controls, <laughs> controls to to make this you know possible to find out the outcome of who is the person you know who is responsible for this. Like and he did it and like and then even after that happened. And, you know, the movie continues on. He still, like, carries that out. Like, throughout the whole movie, he's like, hey, you know, like, I'm very black and white about this. Like, you either are or you aren't. And if you aren't, I'm going to shoot you with a flamethrower. If you are, then cool, we're good. We got back inside and blew the generator. Six hours, it'll be 100 below in here. Well, that's suicide! Not for that thing. It wants to freeze now. It's got no way out of here. It just wants to go to sleep in the cold until the rescue team finds it. What can we do? What can we do? Whether we make it or not, we can't let the thing freeze again. Maybe we'll just warm things up a little around here. We're not getting out of here alive. But neither is that thing. Kurt Russell tries to save the day mm-hmm. he, um, using logic and reason. And then the problem is they lock the one guy up because they think he's infected. And they mm-hmm. go to check on him. Where is he? Where is he? Fucking mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. Dug a hole out and he's trying to like build some whack-ass spaceship. And... Mm-hmm. and uh, at this point, like their numbers are, are dwindling, mm-hmm. and uh, and then it's like, well, where did all your logic and reason get you? Because at the end of the day, like, like they get it. They have let's blow up the 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 base. Let's let's blow up the base, and then no yeah. one no one gets out, and it sucks everybody. Yeah. But it is where it is. Which, I'm a photographer. Pardon me. As you sure. keep talking, I'm yeah. going to do some portraits of you. Mm. Just, just cause. This is weird. <laughs> really? It's not weird. Um, <laughs> and then, I mean, like, so. But what's kind of neat is, is, it's, it's the theme of horror where you can do all the right things. You can say all the right stuff. You can have all the right courses of action to mm-hmm. save the day. But no matter what, you can't win. Correct. And that's, that's kind of the situation here. You can't win, and. Because you can't win, you're you're you know you're at the mercy of the story, and what's the story trying to tell you? And like at the end, you know you have Kurt Russell's character. I think it's Keith David's character. Two guys left. Everyone else else is dead, but neither one of them knows who the thing is. Yep. And it's kind of funny. I was reading about like you know uh, John Carpenter said he you know. When they were making the movie, they had no idea who who it was at the mm-hmm. end. They were kind of just kind of yeah, not making it up as they went, but kind of like just it's just somebody like balancing it between characters. Like it could be this guy, could be this guy, could be this guy. Let's and, see. And at the end, but the end, it's it's gonna probably be one or two, unless they killed the thing in the the explosion, which is not. It, there's no there's no proof. There's no yeah. nothing. So it's Correct. it's like well, what do we do? And that's hence the ending that got me to be like. What the hell, like, because Homeboy just sh- shows up out of nowhere, and he's like, what's up, bro? I've been outside. And you're like, 
Yeah. Really? I got like, lost in the I got lost in the weather. Yeah. And, and like, how convenient. I mean, really? and in his, in his defense, the weather was really shitty. This is true. But yes. also, everyone except for Kurt Russell, everyone that went away and came back usually was. <laughs> yeah. Usually was the guy that you were looking yeah. out for. So it was kind of one of those endings where it's open. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's open to interpretation. The, you know, he doesn't have, kind of like Inception. Like, is he in the dream? Is he not? Like, yeah. is this guy infected? Is he not? We don't know. But I just think, I just think that the way they, he presented it was very just basic. As far as like, what's up, bro? I'm here. And you're like, dude, you've been gone for the past 35 minutes of the movie. Like, all of a sudden, now you're here. It's and, you know. Convenient. Like, yeah, conveniently you're here. Okay. I mean, but, again, they didn't, uh, they, you know, they left it kind of broad. And I think they did it for, they did, did that for a reason because it's like, you know, you yeah. can't. I think um, tying into some of the themes of the movie, which I think there are many themes, If you, once you take, like, a hard cross-section look at the movie mm-hmm. like obviously there's the surface ones where like it's isolation mm-hmm. it's paranoia yep it, it's you know not trusting your neighbor and then the parallels of when this movie was made 1982 so we're coming off of the cold war mm-hmm. and there's mccarthyism the red scare yep. was is still not still happening of but course it, with them misidentifying <laughs> who it was in the helicopter right. at first you like, know you know and yeah exactly and everyone everyone is you know, skeptical, and mm-hmm. that person's probably disingenuous, and mm-hmm. I can't, I can't trust that person. Mm-hmm. But why? Because, because we're in this, we're, we've cultivated an environment where we're all afraid. Mm-hmm. And some parts of this movie it warrants because, like, homeboy ended up being the monster when they're yeah. all tied up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so now exactly. This, this further fuel, further fuels your, your distrust mm-hmm. and your, <coughs> excuse me, and your, and your. Uh, uh, you're being afraid of, of what of what's happening next, what happens yep. to me. And um, I don't know. I mean, what were what were some of the uh, you know the parts of this movie that were, that were just like uh they could have done without this. Um honestly, and I th- I think because of the uh and this was probably the restriction on um visual whatever visual effects but when they put the dog in there and like mm-hmm. the initial like the dog's mouth is opening are you like, a dog person was, yeah i'm a dog person yeah okay. but still it was <laughs> it wasn't that like that has nothing to do with it. it was the fact that it was like it that part made me feel like a b movie okay that that part like watching that happen made me feel like a b movie none of the other transformations and stuff that happened throughout the rest of the movie made me feel like that. But that one, for some reason, like, and I think it was the cuts that they did it because you saw the mouth open and then you saw it like, you know, spit these things out. And then all of a sudden it cut and it was just, it was very abrupt. And it, it, it kind of seemed like, you know, some dude was told like, Hey man, you got to make this scene happen in 20 minutes. And he's like, you know, finishing his joint and his beer. And he's like, all right, cool, bro. I got you. And like, he does it real quick. Like it just, the, the, the production value for that part was wanting. Whereas the story, I think the story was good. I mean, it's, it's a good story. And I think the rest of the movie 
with all of those scenes, those, you know, those crazy horror scenes that peak up during it, I yeah. think they actually do well with it. But that one just felt like, to me, it felt like it cheapened it. It was just, it was, it felt like very abruptly done. Interesting. And, and honestly, that's actually the part where when I first started watching it, I turned it off because I was like, oh, this is fucking dumb. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go with his next freaking thing of Ghostbusters. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't watch this. Which I was going to ask you if it was Ghostbusters original or the new one. Oh, original. Okay. All day. Okay. Just, Unless you really sure. wanted to do the new Ghostbusters. Hey, would, oh, no, no. We could totally come back and do reviews of movies that have been redone. Because oh. that would be an interesting one. That, um, it is an interesting one. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that for some reason, and like after I came back, I started watching it again, and I got past that. I was like, okay, like... The movie's not as bad as I thought. Like I, you know, I still don't like it. But That's at fair. the same at the same part, I was like, it's not as bad as I thought. It was like that one scene just kind of fucking ruined it for me for a minute. It was like, oh, like what are you doing? What are you trying? Like I see what you're trying to do, but you're doing it so shoddily. Like it's funny. Uh, it's, I like so I like how you like you know because um, in in its in this movie's. Um, like uh, you know, oops, oops. sorry, that was me. That's fine. Um, in this movie's like legacy, um, after multiple viewings and 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 everything, like the effects, the score, all these facets of the movie have been actually have grown to be appreciated by yeah. by viewers. Um, but you're echoing a lot of what was the response to this film when it first came out. Yeah. Okay. To include the effects. So okay. people walked out of this movie. People thought this was fucking trash. Like, John Carpenter actually was supposed to direct uh, 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 Poltergeist. Yeah. Or not Poltergeist, excuse me, Firestarter, I think it was, after he did this movie. But because this movie did so poorly, both uh, box office and critically, okay. in, in, in the moment, Universal, I think it was, they, they pulled him, and he was, like, really depressed for years. No but then, by like the '90s, this movie has like a cult status. Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's been revered, and, and oh, it's so great, mm-hmm. and all these things, and and that group of people who revere it now, or Lane, Lane, I'm in uh, myself. Um, but so, but like the lows for me on this movie were, uh, um, the pacing could have been a little tighter. Um, it's not a long movie; it's like an hour and forty. Yeah, it's, something it's, minutes. Yeah, it's not long at all. But I think it's like not normal, you know. Um, and the pacing is important, especially if you want to have because this kind of follows a line of like a who done it, and not like in traditional like a clue who done it, but like a it's, it's a mystery. Like we don't know mm-hmm. who is who's next, you know, under this under this scaffolding of of science fiction and horror. It's yeah. like a oh, it could be this person, it could be that person. But they did kind of allude to that very early in the movie with the focus of shots on the dog. I mean, they, they focus they said the, abnormally yeah. abnormally more than they should have of a storyline on the dog as it was, you know, going about, like, the only the only time you really knew that, like, something was going on was, of course, when they, you know, put it with the rest of the dogs. But uh, Right. But aside from that, like... They, it, it was teeing you up to follow the dog. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And you're like... What like the, you knew, you dog? knew from the beginning. Like homeboy was shooting at the dog, and then all of a sudden, you know, you know, of course, you know, they kill him, he dies, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But and they keep the dog, so you know 
there's yeah. something with this dog. But they they do throughout the first like thirty minutes of the movie, they very much focus on the dog and what the dog's doing. Like it's observing, it's watching, it's going places, it's doing things. And it wasn't until they were like, "Hey, go put that thing with the other dogs," that you know shit started to get crazy. And you know you're absolutely right. And you know and so as much as my critique of the pacing is. Which is, it's, that would be me f- trying to find a critique. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the the pacing is actually also what I like a lot about the movie because it's okay. it's geared to be suspense, suspenseful mm-hmm. and it's it's geared to, like, make you think and make you wonder, you know, and it's, it, like, to stupefy you a little mm-hmm. bit into wondering what's coming next. And, which I think it, it gives it a, a tier above, like, you know, you know the B movie surface effects that you were referencing mm-hmm. are there, mm-hmm. um, but also it's like not just your casual monster movie. Like the thing from oh, 1951 yeah. was a product of its time. Yep, sci-fi and horror were like the giant spider movies and the Godzillas mm-hmm. and all these things, and you know, and I was talking that was in relation to like nuclear winter and fear of nuclear mm-hmm. war. Uh, but now you have this movie where it's I don't know who my neighbor is anymore. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I can't trust him. Yep. Um, Which I think they did well. Like, yeah, I, I think I think they played that well to to that part as far as like, you know, I've been with you however many months here in Antarctica. This shit has just happened, and now I don't know who you are anymore. Like, I'm I'm not quite sure. Right. I think it did well, and I think a lot of that was on Kurt Russell's character. I, I really do. I think he, honestly, had he not been in that movie, I think it would have tanked even bigger and not had a cult following as it has. I'm going to hide this tape when I'm finished. If none of us make it, at least there'll be some kind of record. Storm's been hitting us hard now for 48 hours. We still have nothing to go on. One other thing, I think it rips through your clothes when it takes you over. Windows found some shredded long johns, but the name tag was missing. They could be anybody's. Nobody... Nobody trusts anybody now. We're all very tired. trust anybody now. There's nothing else I can do. Just wait. RJ McCready, helicopter pilot, US outpost number thirty one. Yeah, I think I think he he yeah. played that part very well to the you know, like I said before, when he was basically like, hey, some shit's going down. I'm putting the flamethrower on. We're going to figure this shit out. Like, to me, that was uh, rational. And it also brought in all the parts of horror movies where you see where you're like, but why would you do that? Like, why wouldn't you? Or why wouldn't you do that? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, like, all this crap's happening and you're still going to stay in the house. Like, what's the shit? Like, (laughs) 
I mean, obviously, he had nowhere else to go. He's in Antarctica. So You're that's stuck. Literally, yeah, he's stuck, so that's his house. <laughs> but, like, to me, and I think that's that's really what brought it back to me, was, like, his character as far as, like, like I live here. These are my people. What the fuck's going on? And I'm going to kill whatever the hell is trying to hurt my people. I think that's what brought it back into me after that crap-ass dog scene. <laughs> Dude, that, that dog scene really did a number on you, I see. It did. <laughs> I, I did not like that. Like, it was just, it was so long, it was so elongated, and I was like, I, I like, you know, what? Yeah, you I feel just like. infer that the dogs are, you know, like. Yeah, like, I I remember watching it and thinking that, um, yeah, this scene kind of could get cut down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Back to pacing. Yeah. But, um, let's talk, uh, let's talk rewatchability. And what I mean by that is, like, I'm... you know, not so much, like, a recommendation, but, like, mm-hmm. like on a personal, like, you know, is there enough of a story there? I mean, I get I get the dog yeah. effects really yeah, yeah. threw you off kilter, but, like, is that a movie you could, like, man, I could, I could see that again and kind of really put more time into it? I think, I think I could find something else by watching it again. I think I could. Um, I mean, obviously that, you know, whole horrible dog part just the horrible <laughs> that's gonna that go, part. you're gonna die but, on that hill the, uh, <laughs> i love it but but the rest of the story of that movie though i actually liked like it it was very good the way it flowed was very good i loved the tension you know between all the characters as far as like you know who who is it you know who's who's the freaking one mm-hmm. um and then as things started to just slowly unravel throughout it uh, and the tension with it, I thought it was. I mean, I mean, after that, I thought it was great. Yeah, I I enjoyed watching it after that. I loved seeing you know every twist and turn and you know horrible transmutation of alien species that happened after that. Um, but uh, yeah, I I would definitely I would watch it again. Absolutely, I would watch it again. Yeah, it has it has. It's, the, the, after the first twenty minutes, I'm good. <laughs> Just gotta get over that that yep. first hurdle. And that you're, first you're hurdle. Done. That first hurdle. It's all it is. And I um, so it's weird. Like, it's one of those movies where, like, I would recommend it to anybody. Mm-hmm. I would like if if someone were to ask me, name, a, name a great, or like name a casual horror film that you wouldn't mind watching mm-hmm. again. I'm sure the theme the the thing would be in that mix in in that on that list, but. At the same time, it's like, because it's so heavy in some scenes, it's like, I don't know if I want to sit with it every day. Like, some yeah. movies I can put on any yeah. day, and I can just, I'm good. But this one's like, after I watch it, I'm like, okay. Well, I mean, I'm going to put away for a while. And that's understandable, because there's a couple scenes that, like, especially on the goriness of, you know, what's going on. Yeah. You, you know, you know it could fun- be a little much, but, like, I, as far as, like, a good horror story goes, like, story-wise... I think it's very good as far as story wise, and that's and that's the thing. That's why I think it's so it's so well done because like for me, my while I find it rewatchable, mm-hmm. um, what 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 puts the wall up for me for watching it day after day after day is not so much the effects, which granted the dog scenes kind of like ugh, okay, and then like when the little the dude's, the dude's head turns into like this little spider mm. creature. <laughs> I was like, I kind of actually kind of laughed at that scene. It's kind of funny. And then they all kind of look, look around. Like, what like, is what the that? Fuck is that? Oh, let's blow it up. 
it's the way that they turn on each other. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's because you can only assume like um, you you've been somewhere a deployment. You've been somewhere with people mm-hmm. for so long, and, and after a while, like the, your family, yeah, you get grumpy with them on occasion. But overall, but that's your those are your people. Mm-hmm. And then like on a dime, this wrench gets thrown in the chains, and you're like. Uh, fuck all of you and yep. self-preservation and every yep. man for himself and I mm-hmm. you know my neighbor is, is, is a stranger now and not that it's hard to watch but it's it's like it's 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 uncomfortable because you know you, you can feel in the beginning like they all have a history yep. before the movie starts yep. like they, they you know they've been there for a minute yep. so anyway yep. so you rewatch it I, I would also rewatch it there's something about this that movie that has some staying power. And is the thing there's a reason it has cult status because, you know, yeah, the effects seem a little dated mm-hmm. by today's standards. Today being 2020, mm-hmm. but you know, it's it. The movie is more than that. More than the effects. Correct. I would say the movie is is this haunting theme about isolation, assimilation. Mm-hmm. Fears of 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 mm-hmm. the outside coming in, taking over what is yep. what your identity is, yep. and you know that's that's just shit scary. And mm-hmm. the fact that it ends on such a ambiguous note, yep. like like, did we win? Do we yeah, lose? We exactly. don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, but I think to what you're saying about it being so ambiguous um, and like. My biggest thing takeaway from it was the isolation. So if you look at when you watch the movie, if you look at their little, you know, their rec space, you have video games, you have a pool table, like you have all this stuff that's trying to um, keep them like in the norm, I guess you could say, as far as mentally as as they're up there, they're in Antarctica. They're they're right. literally like thousands of miles away from anything that could provide them any comfort or you know any of their creature comforts Mm -hmm. and the fact that in their little room they have that they have poker they have a pool table they have video games pinball like you know darts all that stuff um for me that was like that was my big takeaway was like you know they're they're really trying to show it is like these guys are up there and you know this is what they do. Like they are away from everyone and, you know, homeboy on the radio trying to get somebody and he's like, I can't fucking get anybody. You know, you don't understand. And it's like, like they're, you know, like getting that realization of they're here, they're alone. The only people that are there or are going to respond are the people that are with them that they trust. But at the same time, as this whole thing pops up, like, it is now, you know, discounting that trust of, okay, who is it? Right. You know, I can't trust you. You know, yesterday I could trust you, but today I can't. Mm-hmm. And that whole dynamic, like that kind of got me. And that's why I'd, I'd watched again just to try and focus a little bit more on those dynamics between the characters. Because um, some of them had stronger bonds than others. And just trying to see like, you know. You know, those, those breaking points. Like, where is it that they really knew? Or, because there, there's a bunch of hints throughout 
that they think they are or they think something's going to happen but it isn't until it actually happens that then of course everyone's like oh yeah shit but there there's hints there there are definitely hints i think purposely placed in that movie uh to try and get you to think about that yeah and you know uh it ties back to the to what's to you know the themes of the movie and you know um, like you said, like they're yeah, they're in the middle of nowhere. They're mm-hmm. in Antarctica. They're leagues away from mm-hmm. from everybody. All everyone they've known and loved, everything they've ever been around is is gone. Mm-hmm. They are stuck like Chuck. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere to go. And not only are they stuck, I mean they purposely went there, you know, yep. for scientific advancements or whatever the mission was. Yep. But now they have this. They have this threat there that that's that's threatening everything about about their existence um, I mean ultimately their existence period mm-hmm. but also it, it it's one it's it's funny because like the themes of you know you go back to isolation you go back to um, you know we're alone we're afraid we're scared mm-hmm. and this thing like no pun intended this thing is, is mm-hmm. coming in and it's it's taking over us. Mm-hmm. And it, it raises the question, is this thing really evil or is it doing its thing where it's assimilating and it's replicating because that is just its nature? Mm-hmm. Is, is there is, is there a motive behind it? I don't yeah. I don't think so. I think it's just it, this is what it knows to do. Yeah. It never really gets into that. It, it doesn't. It, it really doesn't. So, yeah, it leaves the question open of like, yeah, is it is its nature? Is like, was it not trying to like harm people but at the same time of course assimilating them by harming them but was it trying to do so in a way that it could you know like what could it do after that exactly mm-hmm. so um so he, so let's do some ratings okay you know um well before we get into ratings what else do you have anything else you want to add about the movie or anything else you want to like touch on or no, I think I'm good. So, okay. You know, so we, we're, we're coming from two different vantage points. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm corrupted by my own experience where I've seen this movie a bunch of times and I've seen it for years. And, you know, I've, I have developed a, a sense of uh, attachment to it because, you know, uh, I feel like I've, I, I know this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've been with it so many times. So... <clears throat> And then your and then your perspective because you you came into it a couple of days ago cold, not knowing mm-hmm. much about it you'd walked in blind and and you, and you gave it a fair shake, on first viewing, um, or a viewing and a half would you say yeah, a couple of viewings <laughs> took a couple to get through it yeah and so, you know but presently where where, where does this movie sit with you? It's an, I don't think it is a great horror flick. However, I do think it has enough qualities that would merit a rewatch to try and see a little bit more. Because there, there's more than just what's on the surface, what you see the first time you watch it. Sure. I think there absolutely is. You need to rewatch it a couple times to kind of figure out that stuff. Um, but I think as far as... 
I mean, when you get into production value and, and, and all that other stuff, it just, I don't think it necessarily holds up to other things. I mean, like, you, you go around the same time frame, The Shining. Around the same time frame. Yeah, two years of. off. But yeah, yeah, two cool. years off. Still, around the same time frame. And that, like, you know, you talk about the acting, the characters, the production value, the story, like, everything going into it. That one, to this day, like, The Shining is still one of the scariest movies, to, to me, I've ever seen. And I, I think it, it involves all that, and I think the thing tried to jump into a genre like the whole extraterrestrial type genre Mm -hmm. i think it tried to jump into i think it didn't necessarily do it well much like event horizon if you oh yes that's a that's a deep cut for some people (laughs) yeah that that one to me that one it this reminded me of that as far as like the uh the angle it was going it, it went there, but at the same time, I don't know that they, like, prepped the landing pad for it as far as uh, not necessarily the actors, but, like, the story and how they were going to end it and, like, some of the stuff that went into it. Like, they just, they kind of left it a little bit open, uh-huh. but, like, I mean, and we can talk about Event Horizon another time. Like, that one, sure. that, that one is actually is another one that still creeps me out, and I think it does it in a very good way. It creeps me out. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did that one well. And that, that was, yeah, that was, to me, I liked, I liked that story, and maybe it's just me being a nerd and freaking, you know, love being in space and all that stuff, but to me, that one was really cool. Whereas this one, you know, I think they, uh, I don't, I don't think they capitalized enough on um, the production value that they could have to make it better. I think the story was really good. I do. I, I think it was really good for the thing, um, and I think that this is hands down one of the only freaking horror movies I've probably seen where, you know, the the main character has some freaking common sense. Like I said before, you mm-hmm. know putting this flamethrower on my back, tying you all up, and we're going to do this. Like, that was probably the coolest thing that, like, I've seen in a horror film was somebody who actually had some common sense and was like, oh, no, I'm not going to walk into this, you know, empty garage and go grab a beer. And, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to strap a flamethrower to my back, and I'm going to tie all you up, and we're going to see who's evil, and then I'm going to kill you. I'm going to buy you a flamethrower at Christmas. Oh, my God, I would love it. I'm gonna, can, yeah. can we do the one with the drone? Because they do that now. You can get a drone you with got a flamethrower. It's yours. Oh, sweet. Oh, I'm my a, God. I'm going to dial up Santa right now. He's oh, going to make it happen God. for you. I want that so bad. <laughs> you the only one who made it? Not the only one. Did you kill it? Where were you, Charles? thought I saw Blair. Temperature up all over the camp. Won't last long, though. Neither will we. How will we make it? Maybe we shouldn't. 
here for a little while. See what happens. I would say this one. I would say this is a B, a stream city. I would watch it again. I don't know that I would and maybe after rewatching it and having a better appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. Maybe my my rating would go up, but for right now, I would say first viewing, new person coming to it. Yeah, I would say it's a beat. Like it's it's not bad. You should watch it. I just don't. Uh, that's me. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think I think people should watch it. Um, and I think they should. You know, even if they have to do like I did, where they had to turn it off at a point and then reengage and kind of get back into it. Um, it was good. It is a good story. There is some good acting. I mean, not just from Kurt Russell there, from, from all all the actors that are in there. And I do, I like, but at the same time, I think it's really weird the way that it ended, how it was so just like, what's up, bro? Here. (laughs) Um, but I do think that was a an entryway into current genres of horror where they leave things open, but they do it in a more um, prevalent way as this one was like really out there as far as like you could literally, you only have one way to go left or right. Either he's good or he's bad. Like there's no way with that ending. Yeah. Like there's one or the other. I think that's, that's kind of an interesting and unusual way to challenge the, to challenge the audience because you think about the movies that have come before the thing and you make a great point. Like it kind of set up this whole new doctrine where we don't have to give them the, the, the right answer at the end of the movie. We don't have to, we don't have to say it. This is the end. This is how yeah. it ends. This is yeah. the exact solution. It's It's what do you want it to be? And that can be frustrating for people because they want, just give me the answer. Yep. I want to fucking know. What... Just tell me. Just tell me. That's it. Just it's... tell me. I don't care. And and this movie says, no, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. And it, it's that can be challenging. That can be stressful. Yep. Um, you know, for me, I'm going to give this one an, an A. Uh, I, okay. I'd, I'd buy it. Okay. Uh, it's not perfect. It, it's... Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's a product of its time, but at the same time, I would say it's very timely in our timeless, mm-hmm. I should say, because the themes of, of like I said, the, the isolation, the assimilation, the, yep. the not being able to trust your neighbor yep. is, is, is so universal and it's scary and it's frightening. And that's, it, it's, that's what's really scary about this movie is it's not that it's this outside thing hurting me, hurting us, hurting the community. It's, us not being able to be a community anymore. Yeah. We're, we're being broken in half, broken into pieces. And, and that's just, that's just scary. That's frightening. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, um, John Carpenter, you know, as a director, you know, he has some really, he's had some really good entries into his, his catalog, you know, Halloween, escape from, uh, escape from LA, yep. escape from New York. 
um, the fog. Hence uh, the main actor. And <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he's he's come around the, the Carpenter train a few times. Yep. Kurt Russell has, but um, but you know he's made some duds too. But this one's. Mm-hmm. I think in, in, in John Carpenter's legacy, besides Halloween, I think this was the other one that's going to really be a mainstay. People would like people would reflect on and, and and go back to and say this is you know this was what got me into horror. This is what got me into movies, movie making, whatever, what have you, because it, it is that timeless kind of story. But um, but yeah, so the thing, you know, Drew gives it a, a B, give it an yeah. A. Stream City to yeah. a buy it. I, I would buy it. Um, yeah. Ironically, actually, I don't own it already. Really? I really don't. Own, no, I, I've. Mm. Uh, actually, I only I, saw because it was on my Amazon Prime. I saw it recently. Uh, Stars membership or something. Yeah, I saw it recently. Like the same, the same, the same place. Because um, you mentioned that, and like I looked it up on my Amazon, and it was like, oh, you can watch this on Stars. I was like, oh, I don't have to buy it. So there you go. Like, yeah. So it's you know. <clears throat> I have a lot of movies I really, I really love, and as you see from my collection, like I have a, a lot already. But you know, can't can't win them all. Can't own them all. Yeah. So that one kind of slipped through my radar. I might go actually go out and make good on my word and and go buy it for mm-hmm. once and buy the Blu-ray and all these things. Um, I don't know, but it's it's weird. I haven't bought a Blu-ray or I haven't bought a disc of any kind in me either. And so, like, I just stream everything now. Yeah. I have Vudu and I have all these apps and all these. And, yeah. Anyway. Get it digitally on Amazon. Buy it. I have it on wherever I move. I will always have it. Exactly. And don't worry about physical mm-hmm. hard copies. Because and... we've lost so many over our moves. Oh my gosh. Yes. Same. And I know you have too. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, what happened to that box of DVDs? I don't know. It it's fell gone. off the truck. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Suspiciously fell off the truck and it's mm-hmm. gone forever. Yeah. So, all right. Well, this was the thing. This was John Carper's thing. Thanks. To Drew for stopping by and chatting about the thing and, and giving giving me his two cents and giving me the business on why he thinks the thing hmm. wasn't as great as I thought it did. I thought it was. I, th- I think it is. But, um, but yeah. So till next time, guys. Thanks for stopping by. And there we go. The thing. Uh I think this movie ages like fine wine. Very good, very effective. But what did you guys think? Hit me up on social media. uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just search for BSP Film Podcast. Drop me a like, drop me a comment. Follow me, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. And stay tuned, we've got more uh, more reviews coming. Uh, Next time, we'll talk about Army of Darkness. We're not going to just talk horror on this show. We're going to move on, but uh, horror is next on the on the agenda. Um, what do you guys want to hear? What do you guys want to hear me talk about? You know, let me know, and, uh, and we'll go from there. So thanks again for checking me out, checking out the show, um, and uh, you guys are great. So this is John. Uh, thanks for stopping by, guys, and I'll see you next time. Take care.